Welcome to Making Connections, a WMMT series on diversifying our future. While you might know that your diet can be a risk factor for prediabetes and type 2 diabetes, other health issues can affect your blood sugar as well. And you might not even know it's happening. As part of an ongoing WMMT series featuring local voices reflecting on prediabetes and preventing type 2, Parker Hobson interviewed Willa Johnson from Letcher County. I think like when we talk about diabetes, we talk about it in such a basic way that like people don't realize how easily it could change. How like you might not be showing any symptoms and then suddenly you do. My name is Willa Johnson. I'm from McRoberts, Kentucky, and we are here at Apple Shop where I work as the director of Appalachian Media Institute. So I've struggled my whole life with several health conditions that were basically just undiagnosed, um, but I never had issues with, with sugar or anything like that. Um, but what I did have issues with was my period. And then just the last couple of years, found out I had polycystic ovarian syndrome, and that's where a lot of my health problems lie. And so I've been having a lot of issues with iron and um, anemia. And so through the blood work of trying to get my iron levels raised, we realized that my glucose levels were on the rise, which is apparently very directly related to polycystic ovarian syndrome, and I had no clue. And so I wasn't eating a diet that was one good for my iron and protein intake, but also wasn't good for prediabetes. Whenever my levels first started going up, the first thing the doctor did was put me on metformin. And I hate taking pills. I hate taking medication. And so I did it for a little while, and then it wasn't making much of a difference. And I just wasn't, like, taking them as regularly as I should. And so when I went back the second time, my levels were still high. I was like, I want to talk about a diet. Like, let's sit down and have that conversation. Don't just up the medication. Um, And so that's when I started to notice a big difference. And I haven't went back and tested my levels since I've done this, mostly because I started moving. But I can tell a difference in energy. I can tell a difference in how I feel. And so I can only imagine that it's helped so far. My doctor and I sat down and and wrote out a diet um, for me. So she really sat down and like we planned it out together. Like it was a really simple thing. Like eat this many color vegetables with each lunch. Um, And then at dinner, it's like mostly protein um, vegetables that aren't red, orange, or yellow. Those are your higher starched vegetables. So just thinking more greens, less, less yellows on the plate. It is a little challenging, especially when you have like, the only other person you're cooking for in your house won't eat meat and also doesn't want to eat a lot of vegetables. <laughs> so, you know, moms struggle a lot with food and what they eat for a reason. It's really hard to like cook a good meal for yourself and cook a good meal that a child will eat. And so, like, those things are challenging. Things like if you're at work and everybody wants to go out to eat and you're in an area like this where there's not healthy options to go out to, um, things like that become a challenge. But I think for me it's mostly planning. If I really spend time, I try to spend Sundays as much as I can, like, spending time thinking about what I'm going to eat that week, mapping it out, going to the store, cooking things, prepping things. It sucks. It takes up your entire day. (laughs) But those are the weeks that I do the best and feel the best. So... It's just an investment. But the town I work in and the town I live in are 
all, pretty much 30 minutes apart, which doesn't feel like a lot, but it is after a long day. Just the other day, I was like, uh, really wanted to cook a good, healthy meal at my new house, and, and, and I didn't want to drive 30 minutes to Whitesburg, so I went to the Neon Grocery Store, and there was no fresh food to buy other than potatoes. <laughs> I couldn't buy bananas for him. The strawberries were rotted. There were no good peppers. Like, just getting to get to a store that has good produce is a big problem for, for people who aren't living in the county seat. And especially when you have a kid, like, you know, you're putting them in the car seat, you're packing all their things, you're getting them out. Like, especially for, like, moms who are parents in general who do it alone, all those little things are just so exhausting if you do them repetitively all the time. <laughs> I joke that sometimes I hire babysitters to go to the grocery store, and that's legitly true. Both of my parents are diabetic, and they're both type 2 diabetic, and I think they're from a generation that, like, they grew a lot of their own food, but they also were, like, the generation that was introduced to a lot of processed food. And so they think anything out of the garden's healthy, and they also think anything that says sugar-free is healthy. Or just not understanding that sugars and starches are very similar. And so they'll say, I haven't had any sweets today. And I'm like, but you had potatoes today. <laughs> but I think nationally we're just really unhealthy we want everything quickly we want everything to last a long time and not rot um we we want the processed stuff it's this weird like body blaming game of like only the overweight have this problem and it's their faults it's that like, they've done this to themselves the truth is like we're all taking in so many substances in our diet that cause our bodies to overproduce insulin or underproduce insulin yeah if you're eating a mostly processed diet, like chances are, even if you're not pre-diabetic, you're gearing that direction. Type 2 diabetes, like I see so many people get diagnosed or they're like being warned that they're close to that level. And it's this mentality of like, they're living with it. They're not dying. They're not They're not in bed and unable to participate in life. They're living with it. And so you can live with it too. And like, it's just, it's just part of who we are. And culturally, it's just normalized. I think that's one thing like I'm just so self-conscious about is watching people in my family take a handful of medication every morning or every night and just thinking like, there has to be a better way. And, and I don't know that like, we're doing a good enough job teaching younger people different than that. <laughs> like, you don't have to live this way because your mother or your grandmother or your grandfather lived this way. Like, there are things you can do um, or you should demand your community help you do um, to have a better life than adding another prescription. Anytime the conversation goes to like food or weight or diabetes, like I immediately get uncomfortable. I immediately shut down. Um, and I think a lot of people probably feel that way. Especially, I mean, you know, young girls, like so much of what we put on our value is our appearance. And we don't want to talk about it. And so I just see young girls just continually beat themselves up or say, I'll take whatever medication you give me because there's nothing I can do about this. Instead of saying, like, you're going to mess up, you're going to make mistakes, it's not going to be easy, but, like, let's try to do what we can do. And so 
I think you got to find what's best for you, but I think there are healthy dot, healthy versions of diets out there for everyone. Um, going asking your doctor to take your blood levels and to like then decide from there. Like I had no idea that I had like almost zero protein. And then I think just being really easy with yourself when you mess up. It's not all or nothing. Um, my favorite quote that I use for people who are struggling with this is, if you miss a step, you don't throw yourself down the stairs. So like if you have a bad day, you don't just throw in the towel. You keep going. Do the best you can. Make mistakes when they happen. But I think being gentle with yourself and easy with yourself is the best thing I could give anybody information to do. You've been hearing from Willa Johnson from Letcher County. Prediabetes can be caused by more than just your diet, and it's possible to have it without even knowing it. But if you get your blood sugar tested and you do have prediabetes, health workers say it's not too late to make changes that can slow or even prevent type 2 diabetes. There's a program set up to help with these changes called the Diabetes Prevention Program, and it's offered in small groups at the Kentucky River District Health Department, Juniper Health, the Clover Fork Clinic, the Johnson County and Clay County Health Departments, and online. For more, and for a short quiz to see if you might be at risk, check out doihaveprediabetes.org. For WMMT, I'm Parker Hobson. Making Connections is brought to you by WMMT Mountain Community Radio. Find out more at makingconnectionsnews.org.